that's Alexis. I'm Haley. This is hysterical history. Oh, apparently, we're just in it. We're in it to, to win it. Yeah. What's your question about English people? Minute to win it. <laughs> minute. Win, win it to minute. Minute or win it. Win it. Minnows or winnows. <laughs> Widows or winos? Widows, widows or minos? What? Okay, dominoes. Don't know what's happening. No. Um, that so it's, it's only been thirty seconds. If you're an Englishman, an Englishman, not an Englishwoman. No, specifically an Englishman. Mm-hmm. Okay. And your name is spelled S T E P H E N. Would you say that's Stephen or Stefan? Because my inclination is Stephen. Um, I've heard both. I feel like when it's Stefan, it's with an F. Stefan. Well, that's if you're Spanish. <laughs> that's from your from the continent, Alexis. Mm. English people, uh, send us a pronunciation guide. But I'm thinking of like um, Stephen Merchant. Mm-hmm. That's how his name is spelled. Yeah, I don't think I've heard Stephen Merchant, but his name is spelled that way. Is the same one. Mm. I was just wondering. Um, Stephen King. Stephen King. Mm-hmm. But he's not English. He could be, but he's not. But he's not. <laughs> Stephen King. But is that how they um, would pronounce it? Is that's a question? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Because well, and I have a Stephen Colbert. I have a a, a cousin whose name is Stephen, not Stephen, and mm-hmm. it's spelled that way. And so it's just like, who knows? You know the name like G E O F F R E Y, Jeffrey. Yeah, but sometimes pronounced Joffrey. Yeah, and that's which is terrible. That doesn't. But yeah. I never want to be the person who's like Jeffrey, and they're like, it's Joffrey. So like, I, oh, so you died at the purple wedding? So, spoiler alert. Oh, so you're like <laughs> freaking this and that? So you cut off Ned's head? Spoiler alert. Um, Everyone's seen Game of Thrones, I'd have to say spoiler alert. But no matter which way I pronounce it, someone always is like, do you mean this? Um, excuse me. And I always get it wrong, and I hate it. But anyway, because of reasons, I'm going to call him Steven. Okay. But I think it might be Stefan. No. Because of... Steven's better. Something I'll tell you later. Steven. <laughs> Steven. So today, Haley, we're talking about Stephen Hopkins. Stephen. And I have a special connection to Stephen Hopkins. Is it a genetic It sure connection? is. Is it a connection through sex through the ages? Yeah. He is my 10th great-grandfather. That's too many. I mean, it's pretty far back. That's too many. But it's like, but I, it's very direct, though. Like, he's um, my great-grandfather, it's not like my great-grand-uncle, and he's not removed any amount of times, it's just, sure, straight back. There he is. Um, and he, basically, as I talk about him, it's going to be potentially surprising that he is my ancestor because there are th- multiple times in his life where something could have happened and maybe he would not have been. <laughs> How many balls did he lose? <laughs> it's not about balls. Because <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of where it's like, you should not have had children, though. I mean, or he... Could have died is the <laughs> other implication. Well, you can die after spreading the, your seed. It's true, but most of his kids don't live to be very old, so it yeah. really narrows the field, um, which that's, makes uh, sense. That's chaos theory for you. <laughs> uh, so he's born in 1581. Oh, a great year so. for Stevens. Yeah, Stevens and Stephens. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of great knows. headache cures in that day. Right, and he's most famous for um, being one of the 41 signatories of the Mayflower Compact. What else is he famous for? Um, we'll get to it. <laughs> I <laughs> promise. That, that's what he's most famous for, but yeah. it makes, me, makes it sound like there are his other infamies. A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, 
in the beginning, it's just like he, you know, growing up in England with his family. Um, I don't think they were farm people. I think they were like tradesmen. Farm people. <laughs> they were farmers. I think they were tradesmen. But um, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of information on that because I don't really care. Yeah. Because I wanted just to get to the fun stuff, basically. Yeah. Um, so he grows up and he gets married um, and he has a few children. And then in 1609, um, he's working as a minister's clerk, reading religious works to a congregation, including members of the Virginia Company. So people are going to go over to America mm-hmm. um, to colonize, to settle in Virginia yeah. um, for England. And uh, he's, like, hanging out with them because yeah. he works for this minister. And so he hears people talking about going to Virginia, and he's like, that sounds cool. Fool. He's like, can I go? Don't. Um, despite the fact that he has a family. Um, doesn't care. Uh, yeah, if you go to the New World, it's because something's wrong. No, he just wants to go. That's weird. Right. That's weird. And he has, yeah, he has a wife and three children. Also, one boy, I think, and two girls. You're going to go with a bunch of religious extremists. They're not a lot of fun. It's true. But he's like, party, let's go. Um, I mean, <laughs> party with the Puritans. <laughs> what up? Hey. I mean, he's reading religious works to them. Clearly, he's sure, religious. Sure. Uh, and so he joins the Virginia Company. Um, he leaves his wife behind, uh, Mary. And Mary. She's she's running like their their shop back home. Mm-hmm. Um and she's getting money for him, like from from his wages. Um mm-hmm. because that's like the one good thing about being married to a sailor is like they leave and you get money for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just back at home. Yeah. Somebody's paying you mm-hmm. for your husband to be gone. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um so she's like she pretty okay as far as uh wages go. Like she's making money from the store, he's got money coming in, so yeah. like that's fine. I mean, raising three children by yourself while you're taking care of a store is a bit much, but I'm sure they work there because it's the 1500s yeah, or 1600s, so do it. Yeah. Get it, girl. Um, but so he goes on the ship Sea Venture on a voyage to Jamestown, Virginia in 1609 mm-hmm. as the minister's clerk, but they get shipwrecked in the Isle of Devils, which is currently called Bermuda. <laughs> Sometimes called the Isle of Devils. Devils. Multiple. Mm-hmm. One Isle, many devils. Is that a racist thing, or are they just sad about getting shipwrecked? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but they, it sounds like it was already called that. Okay. Also, like, I just want to talk for a minute about um, voyages at this time in the ocean on yeah. ships. Because <laughs> you might think it's weird that they're aiming yeah. for Virginia and they end up in Bermuda because mm-hmm. those aren't close together, even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's this right general direction, so good job. Longitudes are hard. But, uh, yeah, it's quite far south mm-hmm. of Virginia, um, which at this time I know they're not shooting for the actual state of Virginia, mm-hmm. just, like, generally for America. I mean, they hit... Pretty close. All things considered. <laughs> they, missed, they missed the entirety of, like, the United... What would become the United States of America. But, you know, they hit something in the Americas. Yeah. So, I mean... Rats. If they didn't, that would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but... They just slipped right through somehow. <laughs> the Panama Canal's not even here yet, and somehow they got through it. They picked up the boat and walked across. They're like, ah, uh, shipwrecked, this, I guess. This clearly can't be right. Yeah. Gotta keep going. They went around uh, the bottom of South America, and they're like, this is the worst <laughs> trip ever. We should have landed years ago. Right. But basically on these ships, it's a whole bunch of dudes, because women aren't allowed, and it's, like, gross, and they never bring enough food. There's always too many people. Mm-hmm. Um, they aren't 
the best constructed boats in the world, so they often leak and have terrible problems, mm-hmm. and sometimes they get shipwrecked in Bermuda. Yeah. So, Which is actually a pretty good go. outcome if you're going to get shipwrecked. Because the, uh, the other thing is you can get shipwrecked uh, somewhere in Canada and end up eating each other. It's true. There's something called the custom of the sea, which is cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Yay, cannibalism! Which uh, that was something I was also reading about. It's like, there's very strange laws when people get back from sea voyages, and they're like, we ate people, and they're like, I mean, that's fine. You did what you had to survive. You kind of did. Right. It's like, you know, I understand. They're like, we we killed and when you're ate starving. the cabin boy. Right. And they're like, you're sentenced to death, and the Crown's like, we'll reprieve you down to, like, six months. Sure. It's fine. Don't worry about Which it. Which is an amazing reprieve. Right. What a nice <laughs> deal you cut. Yeah. So in 1609, he leaves for England for Jamestown, but they end up in Bermuda. And the Sea Venture was apparently, the boat they're on, mm-hmm. is a fleet of nine ships under the command of Sir George Summers and Sir William Gates. Bill Gates is mm. on this boat. <laughs> Bill Gates? So Bill Gates. He's a vampire. <laughs> and that's how they started the Gates Foundation. There you go. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Gates Foundation. No, it's not. I wish. No, it's not. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Sponsor. <laughs> um, so on September 1st in 1609, they've been there for a month. Why? On Bermuda. They can't leave. Their boat's broken. They don't know what to do. Fix your one boat. You have, like, eight <laughs> other boats. I don't know that the other boats are near them anymore. Uh, there seems to have been a storm that led them to be shipwrecked, and so, so is who this, knows? is this not the Mayflower voyage? No. This is earlier. Okay, I'm like, I don't know any of these names. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I didn't know they got yeah, stuck well, in Bermuda. in 1609, it's a little early, Haley. We have more years. Well, um, I don't care when the Mayflower hit. That's not Alaskan history. Everybody knows it's 1620, Haley. We don't learn that. Everybody knows <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 1620. Okay. 11 more years. So, no, um, Stephen actually happens to be the only person on the Mayflower who's been to the Americas before, and this was when he was there before, so he's got all the skills. Yeah, he was there. He's the most educated boy. He knows all about Virginia. He'll get there. Uh Um, So, on September 1st, 1609, we've been here for a month in Bermuda, and we're boats broken, don't know what to do. So they build, uh, they build up their ship's longboat, which sounds like it was probably broken. Um, so they fix it for an ocean voyage, which longboats aren't supposed to be on the ocean. Uh, that's to get you to the shore from your boat. Yeah, when you're already very close. Have so, fun uh, during hurricane season. Boys. Yikes! Have fun during hurricane season, boys. Right in September. Um, so they send eight dudes on that boat, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Get to Jamestown and have them send us some help." They never Jeez, see them Louisa. again. No, they don't. <laughs> Says, but they never return. I exactly. You are yes. never going to see those people again. Right. History will never know what happened. So they had a boat broken. Then they had a long boat gone. Nope. Uh, no more boats. <laughs> No moss. There are two boats, so we're out of boats. No moss. So, no moss boat. What happens, Haley? You make another boat. (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) You make another boat, Alexis. But until then, you're stranded on this island for ten months. You start eating the locals. Or each Um, other. No. Actually, they ate turtles, birds, and wild pigs. There's good eating on turtles. 
Yeah. Have I ever told you about the Galapagos tortoise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they and they like tried to bring some back, but they were so good. They were so tasty. They, they ate all of them. It took like decades, maybe centuries, to give a scientific name to the Galapagos tortoise. Because mm-hmm. they go extinct. Because nah. they uh, couldn't get them back to England. So tasty. They were so tasty. Mm-hmm. Did they eat monkeys? Are there monkeys in the um, I don't feel like there are. I don't think there are. Uh, but no, it just it only told me about turtles, birds, and pigs. Sure. That's all they would admit to. Lots of good eating. Um, and so, uh, as I feel like is logical, um, people get mad. A little antsy. Yeah. They're kind of frustrated that they've been here for like a year. I mean, maybe you should just uh, accept your fate. And they're stuck on this island. You're not. Which doesn't seem too bad. Like, they seem to be having an okay time. People go there for vacation. <laughs> now. <laughs> but, um, they kind of do want to still get to America. Which is so, like, they've never been to Virginia. But no. Virginia's terrible. <laughs> but they probably won't go to actual Virginia. <laughs> but That uh, whole, like, corridor of the Northeast <laughs> is rotten. Calling you out, guys. Your turn. <laughs> it's your turn. We're from the Northwest and the All Northeast sucks. I, mean, I haven't been there. I don't know. Just like weather-wise, it's a... It's, it's not good. It's a bog of suffering. And I mean, at the time, it's even worse. It's much worse. Yeah. Because they don't have uh, conditioning indoors. of the air. Indoors. <laughs> they don't have indoors. No. They don't have the indoors. But because of this, you know, everybody's mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and a mutiny forms... Which is weird when you have a mutiny when you don't have any boats. Yeah. But whatever. What's your plan? I don't know. You only know us. <laughs> but after participating in attempted mutiny, um, Stephen is sentenced to death. Of course. Which is why I say it's surprising maybe that he is my ancestor. Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't know if I'm descended from his kids from his first wife or his second wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert, he's going to have a second wife. But... Uh, if I was descended from his kids from his second wife... Uh, could have not been yeah. because of this. So he, I don't know that he is the, like, head conspirator, mm-hmm. but I didn't hear any names about anyone else being sentenced to death for it. So yeah. it sounds like he probably was. <laughs> sounds like maybe he got a bit of Steven. Steven. Steven Hopkins. <laughs> um, and so, well, I have a quote, actually. It says, however, he pleaded with sorrow and tears. Uh, so penitent he was and made so much moan alleging the ruin of his wife and children in his trespass as it wrought in the hearts of all the better sorts of the company (laughs) so much moan yeah he just cried a lot very tears my wife and my kids Um, and he managed to get a sentence commuted to what? coconut Uh, duty? nothing Yeah, to nothing he's fine they're like just don't do it again (laughs) don't do it again idiot But yeah, I have another quote or another source that says the same thing, basically. But it says, many persons begged uh, mercy for him, which is the original story I heard was just that he had friends who were like, oh, Stephen's cool, though. He just like he's really mad and he's hungry. (laughs) He's angry. He just got upset. Like, eat a Snickers. Please don't kill him. (laughs) Eat a Snickers. He doesn't deserve to die. And they were like, fine. Oh, but he tried to murder us in our sleep. Um, and it says he ceased voicing controversial issues. Okay. Good. He learned how to zip his lip. And good. I'm like, proud of you. Proud of you. But this is why you're my ancestors, because you learned to shut up. Ah, <laughs> oh, it helps. <laughs> so you lived long enough that you could have children who had children mm-hmm. who eventually became my family. Yeah. Um, 
It says, eventually the castaways built a small ship and sailed themselves to Jamestown. So they are able to build a ship, eventually, and they do get there. They just had to be desperate enough. Yeah, they figured out where they were going. Um, it says, how long Stephen remained in Jamestown is not known. Um, it could have, like, they assume it was, like, a couple years to, like, several years. Footage not found. Like, yeah, like, they think it's, I think, like, three to seven years is normally the window. Sure. He's there for a while. But while he's in Jamestown, his wife dies. Oh. Um, and my source says his wife, Mary Kent, is her name, dies. But then another source I read, which is, I just included to help people understand why you read multiple sources, Mm -hmm. uh, said the name of his first wife is unknown. And I was like, (laughs) are you sure? Because I'm positive I read it multiple times in other accounts. Mary, maybe? Is it Mary Kent? Mm-hmm. I have two names. That's the thing, too. I would... Even just having one name is a name that's known, right? Yeah. Because then she gets his last name. So, like, it'd be Mary Hopkins. And I'm sure there's records, and I could find her. Sure. Get a marriage certificate or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, mean, even, she was, they even have her maiden name. She was getting paid wages. Yeah. There they had be, a shop. There should be paid for work yeah. somewhere. I mean, there definitely is, or else how would I know her name now? Well, maybe that one's made up. I mm. guess. Who's correct? <laughs> Clark Kent's mother, Mary Kent. <laughs> No. Okay. That's not her name. Okay, we have fun here. <laughs> anyway, um, so he s- stays there for a while, and then he hears, he gets a letter uh, in Jamestown, I guess, which I was like, how? Um, that Where somebody's like, hey, your wife died. Hey, by the way. Whoops. Um, and she left a will uh, like for the kids, so they have money. And, there, like, they're there's surviving. a will, then we know her name. Yeah. What is happening? That's what I'm saying. What but this one source was like, we don't know. It's we a, don't know. It's a mystery. All the paperwork is forged. It is unknown. It's fake. <laughs> It Let me read the sentence to you again. Um, the name of his first wife is unknown. Is it? It's not. <laughs> so that's why you read multiple sources, ladies and gentlemen. Who was that source? I don't remember. Can we call them out? <laughs> Hold on. I think it's the last one. Um, PilgrimHallMuseum.org. Oh, well, the incredibly popular.org. Yep. Very. Very reputable. Very repute. Um, so he goes back to England after his wife dies, and which probably was around, like, this like sixteen seventeen or so, um, he goes back because he's there for a year stranded, and then they think he's there somewhere three to seven years in Jamestown. Um, and so he goes back because his wife died to like take care of his children, mm-hmm. um, who I mean I think by this time are either uh, dead or <laughs> they're all dead <laughs> or adults almost, at least by the standards of the day. They're probably like fifteen. Um, so he probably doesn't have to do a whole lot, honestly. He's like, you're on your own. He's been gone for most of their lives. Yeah. And so, uh, he gets remarried, which is what you do when your wife dies, and you're still, you know, young-ish. You still got two balls and a life ahead of you. Why not? New wife. Um, oh, and while he was in Jamestown, I forgot to say, he served several years under Captain John Smith. That idiot. Yeah. So he was like... Right, right underneath him, like number two. But didn't we all, Stephen Hopkins, under John and his beautiful jaw and his beautiful blonde hair, his Mel Gibson voice? (laughs) He's actually Mel Gibson. Gross. You forgot about that, didn't you, listener? I I was gonna say, I knew, (laughs) I knew. I was specifically avoiding it. Also, he's a dark, hairy monster, a little bit. But so he hears, he clearly prefers America because he he hears that people are going on the Mayflower, and he says, "Sign me up and my family," right? Um, not his kids from his first marriage; <laughs> those can go starve. No, they're adults, um, they're or, s- or dead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they all grew up and are adults. Yeah. Um, but his wife, currently uh, Elizabeth, she the two of them, I think, have two or three kids already. Uh, that they bring with them. Mm-hmm. Um, she is also very pregnant. 
when they get on this boat. But I want to I want to read you a description of the ship. Okay. Just for more understanding of what it's like to cross the ocean at this, this time. Is the Mayflower. It is the Mayflower. Okay. So uh, it's a small 100 foot, which is a 30 meter ship, um, and it had 102 passengers and a crew of 30 to 40 people. So 142 people are on this 100 foot boat. That's a lot. Of- That's too many. That's less feet than there are people. That's a problem. That's like flying commercial. Yeah. And there's obviously, like, the undercarriage that you can stay in, but it's not good. Oh, that's full of water and rats and pigs and stuff. Yep. You don't want to go down um, there. It says, by the second month out, um, the ship had been buffeted by strong westerly gales, causing the ship's timbers to be badly shaken, with caulking failing to keep out seawater. Its timbers were shivered? <laughs> shaken. Okay. Badly shaken, though, so maybe they are shivering. Um, and with passengers, uh, even in their berths, lying wet and ill. So, uh, births. Births. Yes. So it's not going well, really. It's a bad time. <laughs> I said births weird, but that's because I was thinking B-I-R-T-H. Yeah. Like, she had the baby and it was just lying on the deck, wet and well. squalid. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. Hold on just a minute. Um, I'm sorry I'm at the boat, but we'll get to that. Um, this, so all of that, not enough space, boat is literally leaking, making people sick. Right. Um, that combined with a lack of proper rations, so not enough food, and unsanitary conditions for several months, because that's how long it takes at this time to get across the yeah. leaking ocean. It doesn't sound like they had a very... Good crew. No. Mm. Um, is attributed as what would be fatal for many, especially the majority of women and children, mm-hmm. who we normally don't let on the boats because right. of this very reason. Mm-hmm. They'll just die. Because um, they, their bodies can't handle the horrible death conditions that is the ocean. Well, usually we don't uh, treat the whole trip this poorly either. Yeah, we that's have profe- true. We have professionals driving the ship. Well, not nearly this many people. This yes. is this is one of the, I feel like, earliest cases of passenger ship. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a thing that happens right now. Right. All of the people on board normally are trained sailors, and they're just there to operate the ship and get it where it's going. Right, they're on a mission. They're ferrying people. Right. And including children, and they're not prepared for it. Um, and I'm sure that's also part of why the boat's having caulking problems and leaking, is just the sheer weight of the people. There's just too many people, and it's not prepared for it. Lose some weight. Throw some people over. Throw the baby out. No. <laughs> um, on the way, there were there were only two deaths on the ship on the way, a crew member and a passenger, but it says it was worse yet to come after arriving at their destination when, in the space of several months, almost half the passengers perished in the cold, harsh, unfamiliar New England. Half? Almost half. <laughs> oh, Mayflower. So, what was that? Like, 100 people? Mm-hmm. So, Which is why um, Stephen Hopkins ends up being one of 41 people who signed the Mayflower Compact. Because many of them die. What was the compact? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I think it's, like, supposed to be them setting up their, like, laws and society. Right, it was, like, the charter? Yeah, I think so. So, while they're on the Mayflower... Hopkins was part of the non-separatist passenger group, um, recruited for the journey by Merchant Adventurers. It's capitalized like they're a, it's like a band. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, he made the trip with his second wife, Elizabeth, and three children. And during the voyage, Elizabeth gave birth to a son. Like I said, she's very pregnant. And they were there for months. Mm-hmm. And what do you name your son when he's born on a ship in the middle of the ocean? Despair. 
No. Salty. Oceanus. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but I do want to comment on that for a minute about um, the phenomenon of that, because I'm like, was was she one of the first to give birth on the ocean? Um, just because women aren't normally allowed. Mm-hmm. And definitely not pregnant women. Well, not for this society. I'm sure there are other women on boats true. elsewhere. Um, but I feel like maybe from Europe, um, one of the first women to give birth on the ocean, uh, which is pretty cool and completely understandable why you would name your child then after the ocean. Um, cool story, bro, for when you're older. Mm-hmm. I think he dies when he's like seven. Well, but, you know. Seven seas, seven years. Seven's pretty good for this time. I mean, what else are you going to do? It's not bad. Seven's all you need. <laughs> after seven, it's, it's all downhill. Bad. Yeah, everything gets worse. I don't think seven's good at this time, though. I don't think... Youth is fun. Is seven ever good? What? Show me a happy seven-year-old. I think most seven-year-olds are pretty happy. <laughs> Just give them some candy. Impossible. Anyway, um, so on November 9th, 1620, um, or November 19th, 1620, I don't understand what this totally means. Uh, they're not sure, apparently. After about three months at sea, including months of delay in England, and I was like, what? Or a month. I'm like, well, how are you delayed in England? What's happening? They're like, oh, the boat's broken, actually. Hmm. Mm. Gotta fix it. Gotta... For a month. Something. Right. Of all the places to get delayed, England? I mean, they wanted... I thought they wanted to get rid of them as best as possible. No, it took them a whole month just to get them off the freaking island. We need to make sure you don't come back. Yeah. So, we need to make sure your boat's really safe. Yeah. Um, but they spotted the land, uh, which was the Cape Cod Hook, which is now called, um, Provincetown Harbor. And this is my favorite. After several days of trying to get south to their planned destination of the colony of Virginia, strong winter seas forced them to return to the harbor of Cape Hook. They spent days on that boat trying to go south, and the wind will not allow it. No. Um, this is the problem with sailing. Mistake. Did they not have paddles? No. They can't row. No. They can't? No. You need slaves for that. <laughs> we don't have those yet. We don't have so, those yet. Right now, no. Mm-hmm. You just have to go to Provincetown Harbor. Too yeah. bad. Cape Cod. Cape Cod Hook. I almost said Cape Hook. Cape Hook. Cape you know. Cod. Um, where they anchored on the 11th of, or sorry, the 21st of November, Oh, um, you've made such a mistake. <laughs> it says eleven twenty one November. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't understand these words. What? Yeah. It's <laughs> on the, a, a, so the eleventh day of the twenty first. E- no, it just it was abbreviating it in numbers and then switched to oh, dates. Real bad. Yeah, because it's not because they land in sixteen twenty, not sixteen twenty one. So it doesn't make sense. So on the twenty first of November, <laughs> okay, they get there. They get it. Not where they want it to be, but somewhere. A much worse place. (laughs) And that's where they sign the Mayflower Compact. Done. (laughs) Which is probably not... The reason is probably not because most people died by it's only 41 people. It's probably just signed by dudes. Of course. There's lots of women, and they don't need to sign it. Women don't count. No. So, in Plymouth, they set up, obviously, like, their um, society. And Stephen Hopkins acted as an emissary to the local Native Americans... And served as a time, or for a time, as an assistant to the colony's governor. He's always everyone's assistant. He's the minister's assistant. He's Captain John Smith's assistant. He's the assistant to the colony's governor. He can't ever get the top spot, but he's slipping right into that number two. He's the the eternal Iago of every ship he's on. He's, He's always just shy of in charge. 
Which is probably what he mutinied. Knee-high to a frog, that's Stephen. That's right. Um, And I found sources that specifically said they made him, or he was their ambassador to Native Americans because he was an expert in them. And I was like, (laughs) in 1620. The brown people. He is an expert at brown people. Well, I'm sure he met Um, a brown person once when he was in Jamestown. Right. He has met them before, Mm -hmm. which makes him an expert in this group. Yes. Um, Which is hilarious. Like, that's one of the, like, that's what he's famous for, is that he's been to the Americas before this, right? Yeah. And so he knows stuff. I mean... Which is true. That's like, nowadays, Mm -hmm. if you were going to Mars and someone had been to Mars before... Once. Once. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They've been... Yeah. And they hung out for a couple years and they know stuff. You don't know anything. Yeah. You're going in to the vast unknown. Mm-hmm. And this person's like, hold on, I know some stuff. I got this. I've been here Bang. before. Right. And I was like, how did he prove that he was uh, an expert in Native Americans? Mm-hmm. Um, apparently he, like, they were hunting or they were out, like, foraging and he found a Native American trap that he, like, successfully led them to avoid. Um, mm-hmm. So, apparently, he doesn't know some things. Um, I don't know how obvious it was, obviously, but uh, apparently no one else noticed it, is mm-hmm. what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So, like, that is pretty useful. And apparently when they would have Native American um, visitors come, um, you know, which also is famous in November in America because of Thanksgiving, where the Native Americans and the pilgrims eat together... Uh, and share a nice feast of happiness. And we all just forget for a while about the genocide. Yeah. Remember before the genocide when we had dinner together? <laughs> it was uh, so nice. And in between when we were calling you actual devils. Yeah. But no, but Satan's. before that, before and we got really greedy, it was nice. Before that. Um, when we were still starving and we were really desperate. But they would send an ambassador to Plymouth and Stephen would be the one to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I mean, the ambassador spoke English. Um, because they had met with people, like, from Jamestown and stuff and learned, so he didn't have to learn their languages, which, whew, is mm-hmm. hard. Um, and how, you know, it's a lot more difficult uh, when they don't have, like, texts and things right. as easily accessible. Um, but apparently he had good relations with them and, like, kept them on the up and up, and they would, like, help each other um, with food preparation and things. So, like, apparently he was actually good at it. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, when I first read it, I was like, oh, are you now? Oh, really? <laughs> You're the expert here, I see. Mm-hmm. Hmm, fancy boy. Someone spent too much time under the sun in the Bahamas. Oh, yeah. Um, and the other major thing that you should know about Stephen is boy likes a good drink. <laughs> and... Who doesn't? Uh, Many people, most in of the people Plymouth. on that boat, yes, but that's, don't like it. <laughs> but that's what happens when you throw in your lot with Puritans. And because of that, Steven. he has many problems with the law. Where is he getting booze? I don't know. Is uh, maybe he's making it? <laughs> I guess it sounds like he might have owned a bar in England. Oh, so, so he might—he's brewing. He might be brewing. Oh my god! Kick that man out! <laughs> you were trying to make a kingdom on the hill in God's new world, and yes. he's opening up a bar. I actually have a list of um, times when he gets in trouble. <laughs> like I have his rap sheet right here, Stephen. So it's, it says. Um, he ran into legal trouble for such offenses as allowing people to drink alcohol at his house on a Sunday. On the Lord's Day. Oh, no. You don't drink alcohol. I love some it. Some places, <laughs> in some states or some counties, that's still the law. I I love that they 
partook even. Yeah. I would have expected all of them to be like, Stephen, how dare you? And they're like, no. well, maybe a little drink of two. It's, it's not, yeah, he's allowing them to drink at his house, and they are drinking. <laughs> they are drinking. Um, but yeah, in some counties in America, that's still how it is. Mm-hmm. You still can't drink on Sundays. Yeah. Like, there's, there's this one... Um, I watched this, like, weird, uh, like, states and how they got their shapes, I think is what the show is called, uh, which is really interesting. But um, one of them, because I really like geography in general, uh, and states are, have really weird geography, because, like, a lot of times it's not based on, like, rivers and things. It's just, like, oh, Colorado. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's completely square states. <laughs> um, which which Demetri Martin has a joke about. Um, how culture is attracted to squiggles, and if you don't have squiggles, then your state is no culture. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, not true at all. Because Alaska has the most squiggles. Well, I think the idea is that when people aren't defining their borders by like bodies of water, it's because there's not a lot of people there. <laughs> That's the problem. There's just nothing interesting. Yeah, it's true. Uh, sorry, regular Flips. polygon states. Flips. Um... <laughs> That's true, though. It is true. Anyway, we're just throwing lots of states under the bus today. Uh-huh. I mean, Haley just threw Alaska under the bus, too, and she's from there. Mm-hmm. You know has a good amount of squiggles? Washington. But, it, like, the it's squiggles right are coastline. I feel like that doesn't count, because it's not the actual border. Uh, there's... Columbia. Uh, okay, so that's one border, but mm-hmm. the northern border with Canada is straight. It's true. So most of its actual border with other places is straight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how straight the one with Idaho is, because that's mountains, um, like here. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, wait. You're not still talking about Alaska, right? I'm talking about Washington. Okay, I was talking about Alaska. Oh no, I'm talking about Washington <laughs> the whole time. I'm like, uh, no, I say Washington has squiggles. Yes. yes. Um, we got the Columbia here, and then you're saying coastline, which is true. Mm-hmm. And then I'm pretty sure mountains are kind of squiggly. Mm-hmm. And then I mean Canada, it's like, well, that's, that's just where Canada is, and it's just you can't. Stop. That's just how it is. It's how. It um, is. But anyway, in the late thir- 1630s, so they've been there for a while. Um, so Stephen thinks it's cool if they drink. Um, he it says began to occasionally run afoul of Plymouth authorities as he apparently opened a shop and served alcohol. Don't, Stephen. He's trying to be a businessman. I um, keep wanting to be like Peter. It, uh, so here's his rap sheet. In 1636, he got into a fight with John Tisdale and seriously wounded him. In 1673, he was fined for allowing drinking and shuffleboard playing on Sunday. <laughs> Not shuffleboard, no. Not on the Lord's Day. Not on the Lord. Early the Lord the next hates year, shuffleboard. <laughs> he hates that. Early the next year, he was fined for allowing people to drink excessively in his house. So maybe they changed the rule that it's not that he. Or I think it was those weren't on Sundays. It was they just drinking a lot, and they're like too much, not allowed. A bunch of pilgrims um, wandering out drunk as balls. Guest William Reynolds was fined, but the others were acquitted. So William must have done something stupid. He was the one who, like, vomited in someone's yeah. garden. Yeah. <laughs> in bad. the magistrate's garden, and they're like, <laughs> could you not? Where were you drinking? And he's like, Stevens. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, Stevens. Stevens. <laughs> and laugh and puked again. <laughs> in 1638, uh, Stephen was twice fined for selling beer at twice the actual value. Capitalist. I mean, yeah. I know, there's some things I was like... Really, you're you're uh, you're mad about that? You have the I monop- can't fault him for that. You have the monopoly, uh, right? Like, what are they gonna do? Don't know. If they don't want beer, they don't have to pay for it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 
Um, so they can go somewhere else. They are getting him on every side. Can't do it on Sunday. Can't do too much. Now you're charging too much. Right. It's got to be cheap. Like maybe but don't drink too much. Like maybe yeah, maybe he's trying to curb their drinking by making it more expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, that's too much. You can't sell it for. And like, I think it's adorable that you can't sell it for twice the value. I'm like, right. first of all, in in America, especially now, like yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. And second of all, no. um, where else are they going to get it from? How mm-hmm. do you know what the actual value is? Right. Like, isn't what he sets the value at the value? Is like, isn't it a closed economic system? Right. You can decide like, I guess maybe they're chain, like trading with Jamestown, but that's it. Yeah. Who else are they trading with? Mm-hmm. England, maybe. Maybe. But it's so far away and hard to get to. Mm-hmm. Maybe Native Americans—they don't have alcohol. Until now. <laughs> Until they do. Until Stephen sells it to them because he's best buddies with the Indians. Thanks for that. Wink. Leads to just centuries of alcoholism. Yeah. Awesome. You're welcome. Yeah, I, I, I like to say that, uh, that you know, wh- white people and Native Americans meet um, when we co- like when people come over from the New World, or into the New World from England, and then they just swap addictions, and then both of us are like, ooh, actually, that one's way worse than mine for my people. I'm not conditioned to survive that one. I can't handle one. this one. That one kills me. Right. Like, oh. white people are pretty okay with their alcohol. Native Americans are not. Like, there's, like, genetically, they're not. Biologically, it's... Mm-hmm. And, um, same with, like, white people and cigarettes. Like, with nicotine, no. Mm-hmm. Like, Native Americans are much better at, like, smoking occasionally and not having as much of a problem with it. And white people get addicted really fast. Yeah. And so it's like, here, you try this. And then it's like, woo, that was great and also really bad. <laughs> this is going to be us forever. Whew. Yeah. There seems, and there seems to be kind of, like, a, a trend with that almost or, like, there definitely there's genetic factors in like this drug affects your, these people worse than this other one. Mm-hmm. You know, like when um, when we had like opium wars, it's mm-hmm. like oh, obviously opium is bad for everybody, but it seems especially bad for Chinese people. <laughs> like, and that might just be because of circumstance, but they have a really hard time with it, um, with getting free of their addictions of it. Uh, anyway, so yeah, he's selling beer. For way too much. And then in 1639, you'll notice this is every single year, um, he was fined for selling a looking glass for twice what it would cost if bought in the Bay Colony. You're not in the Bay Colony. Right! Why is he getting fined for this? Because <laughs> it's not the way God wants it to be, It's I not guess. fair. Because you're acting like a Jew, Stephen. <laughs> Don't be a Jew. We hate them. That's why we left <laughs> Europe. There are no Jews here at all. <laughs> You're basically charging, like, uh, interest. America Steven. is clean of Jews, so we will not allow it. Userer. <laughs> so in, um, the other interesting things that happen, or interesting thing that happens to him in 1638 is Stephen Hopkins, his maidservant, gets pregnant from Arthur Peach. These don't sound like real people. No. Who was subsequently executed for murdering an Indian. <laughs> okay. So, what? In the span of that nine months in which she's pregnant, um, he got her pregnant, mm-hmm. and then he killed a Native American, which meant that he got executed by Plymouth's government, which I think is lovely. That they're like, uh, you're not allowed to kill them. Yeah. Bye. Not that one. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think that the Puritans are... I mean, Puritans are against killing anybody. But I think it... Like, I'm impressed that killing a Native American is equal to what would probably be killing another person. Like, mm-hmm. white person. Yeah. Um, 
unusual. Right. So I was like, oh, good. I'm glad like that he's getting capital punishment for a thing he should get murdered. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this leads to a problem because now his maidservant is pregnant. Um, the father is dead. Uh, and so who is supposed to take care of this child? And so the Plymouth court rules that he, Stephen, is financially responsible for her and for her child for the next two years. That doesn't seem fair. Right. It doesn't. That doesn't Because it's fair. not his fault no. that his maidservant got pregnant. Mm-mm. Or that this guy murdered someone. Right. So what? And the maid isn't a slave. He's, it's exactly. Not, she's not his property. And he's not going to get it, like, keep her kid. Right. So it's like, That's what? weird. So yeah, they're like, you, for the next two years, have to pay for her. And her kid. That seems like they're punishing him for the beer money. Um, right. And that's the that's the remaining time in her term of service. Mm-hmm. So they're like, while she's still your maid, you have to pay for, to take care of her, basically. Mm. Unless their maid work is like indentured servitude anyway. And then I'm like, eh, I mean, whatever. I guess, but I'm like, it's still not his fault and seemingly shouldn't be his problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it says, Stephen, in contempt of court, uh, threw Dorothy, who's the maid, out of his household oh, okay. and refused to provide for her. Great. Um, uh, so the court committed him to custody. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Holmes stepped in and purchased jo- Dorothy's remaining two years of service from him, agreeing to support her and her child. Purchased is an interesting word. Yes. So it might be that she is an indentured servant, um, but either way, uh, Stephen doesn't have to take care of her. Someone else takes her, and he just doesn't have her as a maid anymore. Sure. Which, honestly... I don't know that you super want a pregnant maid or a maid with a very young child, so I get it. Yeah. Um, and that luckily... One's, that one's busted. Get a new one. <laughs> and luckily somebody was willing to help him out mm-hmm. um, for it. I'm like, John Holmes, are you into Dorothy? Is that uh-huh. what's happening? You're like, she's got a kid. I want a kid. I like her. She's pretty. I'll take her. Wow. I'll pay for it. I'll I will, her. I will purchase the maid. Give her to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just had two... Uh, interesting facts to tell you. Um, so there's a report of the wreck of the Sea Venture, right, which is his first ship that he goes on, mm-hmm. um, that gets back to England. They're like, whoops, ship wrecked, people <laughs> gone. I don't know who, I guess some people who were on the other boats were like, hey, this one. That one's, we don't know where that one is. Yeah. We went to, it got lost in a storm, we went to Jamestown, it does not seem to exist anymore. Yeah. Um, and I guess most scholars believe that William Shakespeare's uh, play The Tempest is based on this shipwreck and that report. Hmm. Um, the, like, and the uh, play is first performed on November of 1611. Uh, so they think that he heard about this shipwreck in a report and then was like, ooh, that would make a good play and it's topical because it hmm. just happened. Um, and people are, like, freaked out about it, right? Because, like, we don't normally send a lot of boats over there. Sure. And then one of them gets lost in a storm and is all crazy. And then ends up shipwrecked on this island they don't want to be on. The Tempest. <laughs> Done. Interesting. Um, and specifically, and this was why I talked about the way to say the name. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give you a description of what happens. I'm sure you know what happens. Yeah. But I'll tell you anyway. To land listeners. Um, so the play depicts the experiences of a group of passengers being shipwrecked by a mighty storm, um, but there is a subplot involving a comic character called Stefano, <laughs> who tries to take over as leader on the island. Yeah. Uh, and they say it's possible that Stefano is supposed to be Stephen Hopkins, hmm. um, because in the report, I think they included that he uh, had tried to mutiny. Interesting. So they think that he might be 
Uh, so Stephen might be Stefan might be Stefano, mm-hmm. um, which I think is adorable. Uh, and I'm kind of like, if we're pretty sure that he did base the play on um, that wreck, like, who else would that be? Mm-hmm. And it's so close to his actual name that I'm like, nah, duh. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, like, obviously other details about it aren't directly involved, because it's like, Stif- I read a little bit about it, because I haven't read The Tempest, mm-hmm. um, that's like, Stefano is trying to take over... Um, power, and he specifically wants to, like, marry the captain's daughter or something. I mean, you gotta embellish. Right. Yeah. But you gotta add some sort of romance plot and sure, things. Sure. Like, yeah. that, that wasn't true, but, like, he did try to mm-hmm. mutiny. <laughs> and he, like I said, seemed to be the only one who was getting punished for it. Right. So it does seem like he was in charge of this mutiny. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah, probably, which is cool. Um... And then, this was just a weird detail at the end of the uh, Wikipedia article I read about him. Because um, they, they talked about, like, his different family members, like mm-hmm. his wives and his children and how old they lived to be and everything. He ended up having, like, ten children, I think. But, like, I think only, like, two or three of them lived to be adults. That's why you have so many. Yeah, you have to. Um, like, like I said, Oceanus, uh, he died, I think, when he was, like, seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of them didn't live past, you know, the first year of their life, which is very normal. Also, there's just not a whole lot to do. Yeah, that's true. Stare at the barn. Mm-hmm. Have babies. <laughs> Read the Bible. Right. Read the Bible again. Get people drunk. <laughs> that's right. Party! <laughs> sell, sell spyglasses for too much money. Yeah. Make some money. Make that money. I love, I love how much of a capitalist he is. Uh, anyway, but it mentioned uh, Edward Leister, who's one of Stephen's servants who comes over on the Mayflower with him. Um, <laughs> it just says, Edward Leister uh, went to Virginia and there died. Oh, so like he came over to what Plymouth. an epic story. He came over to Plymouth, and then he went to Virginia and died. Um, but then it also said, although no record of Leicester in Virginia has been found, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, he just disappeared, and we we're like, he probably died. I mean, that's he probably true. made it to Virginia. <laughs> Who knows? Virginia is a bog hell. Who knows? So happened? yeah, it was just like, oh, here's the mystery. Uh, who knows? <laughs> no one cares. I also want to say at the time that's also very normal. Yeah. Because what? People go into Virginia and disappear all the time. Or just don't make it. Yeah. Like those eight people in that longboat. Yeah. Where are they? We don't know. <laughs> they because they don't. I mean, they get to Jamestown eventually with the new boat they built, and they don't mention seeing them at all. Yeah. They so died. they must have died. They died. Or they ended mm-hmm. up somewhere else. Stuck. And then died again. And then died <laughs> again. <laughs> Um, they died at least three times in the story. Yeah. But that's Stephen Hopkins, who's my 10th great-grandfather. I keep picturing Hopper in my face. <laughs> Beautiful Hopper. Oh, I mm-hmm. wish. Um, just like a grumpy old man who's just like, just, uh, just let me give beer to everyone. One of my English ancestors who was desperate to get to America. Um, For some reason. Right. Which, I uh, think, I mean, it sounds like it's because he knew he would have... The market. Yeah, he's the monopoly <laughs> on wants, a lot. He wants the market he's on just, all the... He seems pretty smart. I mean, he makes some dumb decisions, like the mutiny thing, but he learns from it immediately. That's what I'm saying every time. I'm like, oh, Stephen, I keep wanting to be like, oh, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> why why you do this? <laughs> um, but I was going to say, too, that, you know, there's this, this thing where people who are, like, recent immigrants or have immigrant parents, you know, they're, like, second generation or whatever... Um, where somebody eventually would be like, well, we're all immigrants, if you go back (laughs) far enough. Um, And, like, if we're being literal, I guess, but it always is, like, a belittling thing, you know? It always makes it sound like, 
oh, well, we're all actually the same, so your struggle doesn't matter. And yeah. it's like, I'm not struggling anymore, so your struggle isn't yeah. important. Right. Um, and it's it's always, like, the, the same kind of thing, you know, to a much lesser scale happens, like, in my church. Um, like, I'm a convert, which means that I join the church, like, uh, after, it technically means, like, after your eighth birthday, because that's when normal Mormon kids, like, in Mormon families get baptized, usually. But... Really, it's usually people who are more, like, closer to adulthood. Um, And I was 17, so I was, like, almost an adult um, when I joined the church. And, you know, a lot of times people will be like, oh, I didn't know you were a convert. Um, But then also some people will be like, well, we're all converts. That's not true. Because you have to convert in your heart, Haley. No. Um, Which, like, technically, but, you know, it eliminates the struggle of, like, oh, well, yeah, but nobody in my family is the same religion as I am. So, like, you can go home and talk to your family about, like, your religious issues or whatever you want to. And my family just, like, kind of tolerates me talking about it. Mm -hmm. And, like, maybe sort of has interest in it sometimes. Which is why I don't talk about it a lot, because I know that they don't like it. But, like, our, my, our church is also, like, heavily based around family, and so a lot of times it's like, oh, and you can talk to your family about this, or like, oh, remember this that you used to do with your family growing up that's related to this church thing. And then I just suddenly feel very left out and alone, and then they're like, but we're all converts, Alexis, and I'm like, no, we're not in the same way. Um, so in my very, like you know, cushioned way, I completely, I I understand strongly how people probably feel when people are like, we're all immigrants. It's like, we're not, though. Um, And as far as I'm... (laughs) Some of us are, you're not. Right. And as far as I'm concerned, um, like, sure, I have other ancestors who are later, immigrants much later in time, but also it's like, do you count as immigrants when you have ancestors who came over on the Mayflower. It's like, no, no, they don't. They counted as immigrants and they had a tough couple winters. Yeah. And after that, they didn't anymore. Mm -hmm. After that, you are the instigators. Yep. It bleeds out of you. Mm -hmm. Eventually you get far enough down the line. You're not. Yeah. So in case you were wondering, not only am I extremely white person as far as being from very Northern Europe, but also I'm an extremely old American person having ancestors on the Mayflower come over. And not only that, but one who had been here previously. <laughs> the only one. Mm-hmm. The drunk one. And that's Stephen Hopkins, <laughs> right. Uh, it's a good thing about Judaism, is if you're a convert, you'll know it. Mm-hmm. Everyone will remind you for the rest of your they life. They will remind you. Yeah. You might not even become a Jew because it's so hard. They don't want you to. They, uh, Yeah, they're required to turn you away. They, they aren't interested. Uh, it's like, you're not cut out for this. Whereas like, Mormons are knocking down your door, please. That's true. That's true. Which, which is funny, like, my mom always says, or my mom would say things like, um, Mormons are very secretive, and I always thought was, that was bizarre. And she meant specifically, like, about what happens in temples, which is funny because actually... It's just that, like, shh, don't tell us. Well, no, you just—you <laughs> have to be like worthy to enter the temple, which uh-huh. is why my mom thinks it's secretive because it's like, only, not only do you have to be Mormon, but like you have to be a good Mormon, like and good enough that you've passed like an interview uh, mm-hmm. that gets you a special card that gets you inside. Um, and so, like, membership card. Yeah, but like, what actually happens inside? I could tell you almost all about it uh, because it's not actually secretive. It's but that, my mom is that almost that seals it. <laughs> yeah, but my mom. Well, my mom thinks because she can't get in that it's being secretive, and I'm like, uh-huh. not really. Uh, but there's a joke too for Mormons that's uh, it's like 
Mormons, the most secretive religion that, like, knocks down your door trying to tell you about it, right? Like, we're desperately trying to inform you about almost everything in our religion immediately, and uh, we're super sneaky and secretive. And I'm like, nah, we just want you to get to the right level, and then we'll get you in there, and then you can know all about it. All the sneaky secrets that are very boring, like... They're in no way like, oh, I really want to know what's happening in there. It's like, no. there's There's no point where you, like, reveal that it's all, like, Xenu and no, outer space and volcano not. spirits. That's unfortunate. Uh, see, I think you might just be building me up, making me want to convert so I can learn about <laughs> space monsters. I'm just sneakily trying to convert <laughs> Haley right now. Uh, no. I could read about that elsewhere. Yeah. I'm staunchly too lazy to be religious. There. Oh, like you, you phrased it once like unconcerned agnostic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, yeah. kind of a, Just like a, you're not worried about a it. A good way to describe everything about me that could be described, I think. Mm. Unconcerned, don't care. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that you're like. Because um, agnostic generally is like seen as a question mark as opposed to like atheists, right? Mm-hmm. Like atheists are certain there is no God and that like religion is kind of bunk in general. And that doesn't mean they have negative feelings about religion. It just means that they don't think it's helpful or real. Mm-hmm. Um, but agnostics are kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. more of a shrug. Like, ah, uh, could be, yeah. maybe not. Who knows? Deep down, um, I'm agnostic. I'm atheist in practice. Yeah. Well, and I, and I feel like I said unconcerned agnostic specifically, because some agnostics are very concerned about it, and they're very actively trying to figure it out, or some of them are very, um, they're agnostic kind of in a scientific way, that they're like, well, prove it to me, and then I'll right. believe it. But until then, I won't say it's not true, but I won't believe it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to sit in the middle. There's no reason to. Right, because... Well, part of it is they just don't want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. So they're like, I don't want to say for certain there's nothing, because not, it hasn't been proven that there is nothing. It's hard to prove a negative. Um, but also, you have proven to me that there is anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's easier just to yeah. say, eh. And it's not that important to me to care one right. way or the other. But yeah, you, you generally don't seem that concerned about it, which no. is completely fine. <laughs> See, I was a concerned agnostic. I yeah. was like, when, when I was younger, I was like, uh, maybe I believe this, maybe I don't. Yeah. That might be true, that might not. It's that it's the atheist leanings that make me unconcerned. Yeah. But, like, I always felt like religion was important to my life and always bugged me. If, like, like, I felt like going to church was good for me. Like, it was a good thing in my life. And I feel like it generally is. That's good. Yeah. It's good for my uncle, too. Yes. <laughs> Your uncle's uh, uh, People need the structure. I feel like we've wandered a bit. Yeah, I mean, I can cut this out. Yeah. Um, it's not probably so funny to hear me talk about religion. Um, but generally, I think it also makes me, a, like, a better person, and that's most of people's goals. Um, you know, I think it may, like, re- not that I wouldn't be without it, I guess, but I think religion helps to make me charitable and kind to other people and mm-hmm. to, like, like, the other people matter to me. Sure. And that's probably why... Like, specifically, Christianity is what is uh, interesting to me, because, like, the whole point is supposed to be, you know, that Jesus really loved and cared every single, or cared for every single person, mm-hmm. and even people that other people thought were gross and disgusting and wouldn't go near. Yeah. So. Good job, Jesus. Good job, Jesus. Good <laughs> job, Jesus. <laughs> Should've got paid more money than Shouldn't this. Shouldn't have been killed. Not nah, you needed to be killed. 
for that's all of us. That's the point, Mister. Anyway, if you don't murder him, it doesn't count. It's just you know the Aztecs would have really gotten Christianity because it's true. Uh, both of them are based on the same concepts. You have to have a human sacrifice. You got to eat them afterwards, and right. it'll solve all your problems. That's right. They just took it too literally. No, they took it literally, <laughs> just like the church did. <laughs> Which they they have well, like, no, they did Catholics. Cath- well, Catholics, Catholics did. That's Which for I'm a saying. while was the church. Yes, but then other people are like, that's not literally him, <laughs> isn't it? Kind of weird. They're like, no, here's an edict well, saying and, that it's real, and Jesus says that it's not <laughs> literal because when he tells people in the Bible, mm-hmm. but you know, after he feeds them. He, they come back for more food because they're like, "Cool, this guy's just gonna feed us." Do you have more? Do you have more um, body? Well, y- y'all buff. Well, because he because he made the fishes and the loaves and everything and multiplied them. So they came back and they were like, "Cool, more food." Like that would be awesome because we're poor and we need food. And then he's like, "No, like if you want to, you know, live for eternity, basically, like you have to eat of my flesh and my blood." But they thought like literally, he was like, "Eat me," and they were like. Um, because well, no, the, the Last Supper, he's like, this is my flesh eat of me, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That's what it was. Right. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. But, like, at that time, he's like, you know, you're going to have to eat, like, my blood and uh, my flesh. And they're all like, ugh. Um, because they think he's it. being literal, like, that he wants them to run up and eat him, like, right then. And they're like, no, you got to wait till I'm cured. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. Um, it's symbology. Um... It's like, they, they do the same thing when, when he tells them they have to re, be reborn. One of the guys says, like, what do you do? You go back in your mom and come out again? And I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> don't do that <laughs> to your mom. don't do that to your mom. Your mom does not like this. She does not deserve this. She already had to have you come out once, and once is probably too many times. She regrets it every day. <laughs> every day. Look at your face. <laughs> and she's like, ugh. I remember when that was coming out of me. <laughs> well, Terrible. you take that back. <laughs> Anyway, worst, worst day of my life. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I hope Email you us, follow us on Facebook. Yes. Etc. Do those things. I hope you enjoyed learning about my ancestor who almost got himself killed for being a moron. And, and, uh, and a capitalist. Yeah. And if you have any cool ancestors who have funny lives, um... Tell us about them. Yeah, we'll read them out loud. Email us about them, and we will research them, because that'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be a fun thing to do. Especially if they're not, like, super well-known. Mm-hmm. Like, Stephen Hopkins has a face or not a Facebook page. Sorry. So, somebody text me about It's Facebook. like a MySpace. He's got <laughs> a Tumblr. His band um, came out with a new single. He's got a Wikipedia page. So, like, he's not nobody. Uh-huh. Right? Unlike me. Not yet. I don't, have I don't have a Wikipedia page. Make us a Wikipedia page. No, don't. <laughs> don't. Don't make people vandalize Wikipedia. Uh, no. I mean, it's not vandalized. You just make a new one, is it? Uh, they don't know anything about us besides that you dye your hair red. I mean, if they and listen to enough episodes, <laughs> they know everything about us. That's not it's true. It's just a little tidbit of information over time. Uh-huh. Yeah. They know where we went to school. They know women's transit. They know... Don't... You, you're cheating now. You're giving them all the information <laughs> they, don't they want. They know they where don't, to live. Now they, don't, <laughs> now they don't have to listen to the other episodes. Go listen to the other ones for all the other information. You can listen to last week's and learn about how, you know, I've never had a headache. There's lots of things. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I wouldn't mind eating people. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>